Welcome to Bible in the News with Nick Barnes. With Iran accelerating its uranium enrichment program, having commissioned 300 new centrifuges in recent months, and with Hezbollah this week conducting 10,000 strong three-day manoeuvres in the Bekaa Valley in preparation for war with Israel, a war that could see Hezbollah unleash its arsenal of several tens of thousands of rockets, including several thousand capable of reaching Tel Aviv, of which some can carry a 600-kilogram warhead. And with the Muslim Brotherhood appearing to consolidate its power in Cairo, whilst at the same time the nations of the world use their weight to prevent Israel from doing anything to defend itself, it is difficult to imagine how Israel could ever reach a condition where they are lulled into such a false sense of security that they are willing to lay down their arms and give up their defences. Nevertheless, God will fulfil his purpose, and what he has declared will happen will indeed happen, however unlikely it might appear. In fact, history is littered with apparently unlikely events which God's word explicitly foresaw. And it is in Ezekiel 38 we find this particular state of affairs which appears so improbable. In the first few verses of Ezekiel 38, God addresses a great confederation of nations. And in verse 8, he says to them, After many days thou shalt be visited, in the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword, and is gathered out of many people, against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste, but it is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. That countries should band together to seize the territory of another people is far from exceptional in the history of the world. But in this case, the land is a land that has been always waste, and the people are a race whose dispersion, persecution and restoration is unique among the nations. The preceding chapters of Ezekiel have described how this recalcitrant tribe would be re-established in the land promised to their fathers. They would be, in the words of verse 8, brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. And indeed, the 20th century saw this people assembled in that place. Some returned willingly, others returned only when driven by the horror of the Holocaust. But from where we are today, it is very hard to see how they shall dwell safely, all of them. Despite this, the passage adds further details to the picture. God speaks again to Gog, the leader of this great host. In Ezekiel 38 verse 9 he says, Thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land. Thou and all thy bands and many people with thee. Thus saith the Lord God, It shall also come to pass, that at the same time shall things come into thy mind, and thou shalt think an evil thought. And thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them, dwelling without walls, 
and having neither bars nor gates, to take a spoil and to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited, and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations which have gotten cattle and goods, that dwell in the midst of the land. What is so difficult to envisage is not that Israel is to be overrun by its enemies, but that it is described in verse 11 as a land of unwalled villages, a land that is at rest, that dwells safely, that dwells without walls and having neither bars nor gates. Now, as visitors to Israel will know, Israel is not a land of unwalled villages today. In many areas, in the north, south or east of the country, the towns and villages, the kibbutzim and moshavot, are secured by armed guards and substantial gates and fences. This low-level protection is underpinned by one of the highest per capita defence budgets in the world. So how will it ever reach this peaceful condition where it is without walls, bars and gates? In the 1990s, the Oslo peace process was seen by many as the possible route to this looked-for tranquillity. But even had these accords delivered on their promise, they would never have fulfilled the prophecy because the agreement traded land for peace. And that particular land traded, commonly known as the West Bank, is what is described in the Bible as the mountains of Israel. The very land where Ezekiel 38 verse 8 tells us Israel will be dwelling in peace, unsuspecting of the storm descending on the land. So unimaginable is this twin requirement of an Israel so peaceful that it relinquishes its defences, whilst at the same time it has retained not only Jerusalem but the West Bank or Judea Samaria as the Jews would call it, that some commentators have suggested that the passage might have its fulfilment after Messiah has returned to Israel as its king. However, God specifically tells us that this period when they dwelt safely is a period when they are dwelling in trespasses and sins, before they know the Lord their God and know that it is he who has punished them and he who has saved them. We read in Ezekiel 39, verse 25, Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Now will I bring again the captivity of Jacob, and have mercy upon the whole house of Israel, and will be jealous for my holy name, after that they have borne their shame, and all their trespasses whereby they have trespassed against me, when they dwelt safely in their land, and none made them afraid. When I have brought them again from the people, and gathered them out of their enemies' lands, and am sanctified in them in the sight of many nations. Then shall they know that I am the Lord their God, which caused them to be led into captivity among the heathen. But I have gathered them into their own land, and have left none of them any more there. It is only once God has destroyed the invading army of Gog, with all his many nations, that Israel come to know the Lord their God and recognise his punishments and his blessings 
that they come to the repentance described in Zechariah 12 verse 10, when God says, I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. And in Ezekiel 36, verse 25 to 28, where God says to them, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away your stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments, and do them. And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. We may not know how God will bring about this calm before the storm, described in Ezekiel 38 and 39, but we do know that he will do it. I suspect that there is yet some great event, probably another major war, which will change the facts on the ground and will change Western nations' attitudes to Israel, at least for a time, and to its possession of the heart of the land of Israel. But of course this doesn't mean that the Lord Jesus cannot return immediately. The Bible teaches us to expect a period of time, maybe years, between the return of Jesus to earth with the resurrection and judgment of the believers and his revelation to Israel and the world at the Battle of Armageddon. It is likely that this period will see both the consolidation of Judea-Samaria in Jewish hands and the climax of anti-Semitic hatred that will bring Gog to his destruction on the mountains of Israel. May the Lord soon come to justify those who have loved and served him, so that in due course Christ and his by then immortalized followers may save God's people from the irrational hatred of the nations there on the mountains of Israel. But if not yet, then see you again next week, God willing, for Bible in the News.